0: Hello everyone, happy Wednesday, you're listening to the Fashion Photography Podcast and my name is Virginia Antova. As usual, I'm going to be your host, but since it's Wednesday, I'm here with a guest. I'm sure that all of you know what are the pros of being an assistant, but today we're going to discuss what are the cons of assisting, retouching your own photographs versus retouching other people's work, and of course a very hot topic, reaching out to clients. These are just some of the topics that me and my guest are going to discuss today. But also, why she stopped eating Nutella and is it even possible to do that? Is breakfast important for you and what about your team? So, stay with us because this podcast is going to be really, really interesting. I promise.
1: Hello, my name is Christina Kappel. I'm a fashion photographer from Austria, and I'm currently living in Munich, Germany, mostly doing fashion photography. So I'm shooting editorials, lookbooks, and stuff like that.
2: And what about your past? Did you ever study photography? In Austria, you can
1: do an apprenticeship, so you learn at a photographer directly. Mm-hmm. You don't need to finish school to do that, but I finished my school first and did my degree, and after that, I did this apprenticeship, which lasts for three and a half years it was an ad photographer Mm -hmm. in my hometown yeah that lasted for three and a half years which was really a long time but I didn't feel that I got into the fashion world enough after that I wanted to dig deeper into fashion photography and that's why I moved to Munich Germany Mm-hmm. And I did an internship there at his studio. And I also assisted Andreas Ortner, a fashion photographer, also from Austria. But he's living in Germany since I don't know when, <laughs> in a long time. And he's very successful and he's doing such great stuff. And I could learn there so much. And it was a really amazing experience for me. And I did that for almost two years. So I've seen a lot of stuff there and it was also a great studio. There were lots of magazine productions and you see how everything works. And you also get to know a lot of the technical stuff, the lighting and so on when you assist. Um, that's really been a great time. And yeah, since almost two years I'm now completely on my own following my dreams.
2: Okay everybody knows what are the pros when you assist somebody but what are the cons?
1: I think it depends if you're assisting to one photographer especially or if you're a free assistant. If you assist a photographer permanently I think one of the biggest pros is that you get used to how he works that you really get a deep insight. If you switch the photographers all the time you only get a glimpse of how everything works but if you stick to it you really get into it and you also get used to the people so you get also better connections there are clients around and other maybe stylists or makeup artists and if you're working with them all the time you also get a better connection to them and maybe can work with them sometime as well which you can't do if you're switching jobs all the time if you're also staying with a photographer and he's really successful you can also travel with him i think first of all it takes a lot of time because you're the person who is at the photo sets first in the morning and uh, you're the person who leaves the last. So maybe if you're at a studio, you have to open it and prepare it for the production and after that you gotta maybe even clean up the studio if that's part of the deal. So it takes really a lot of time, especially if those are 12 or 13 hours productions. I mean, you're not going to have them every day, but you also have to take care of, of other stuff that the photographer is doing, maybe packing up stuff for a journey or coping about the gear that he has and and checking if everything's all right or bring something to repair. So it takes up a lot of your time if you're a permanent assistant. If you're on your own, you have to really watch that you're not slipping into being only an assistant, I think, because yeah, it is nice. And you also can earn a lot of money if you're a good assistant and you get booked all the time. But I think you have to be in mind if you really want to be the assistant your whole life if it's okay for you then maybe this is your job of course but if you want to get deeper into photography and, and evolve yourself you just gotta watch that you're not slipping too much into only assisting
2: everybody should be prepared that they have to give plenty of their personal time and lots and lots of work
1: yeah it is but it's worth that Mm -hmm. I would definitely recommend anybody to assist more than doing a classic apprenticeship in a portrait studio or something. My education was a learning on the job where I also had to go to some kind of a photography school and you also learn how to develop film and, and do stuff like that. But in my case, it didn't bring me where I wanted to be. And I learned so much more from assisting other photographers and watching YouTube videos and educating myself than having a certain degree. I also think that some of those universities where you can study photography are maybe really good. I I don't know it because I didn't do it. But in my point of view, if you've got a universal degree of photography and you're going to an agency, they are not going to ask you which master degree you have in photography. They want to see your portfolio and if it's good, then it's fine. If your portfolio is crap but you have a universal degree, (laughs) yeah, they won't book you. So I think what matters is your pictures.
2: I think you're right Absolutely right. So far, nobody have ever asked me. I mean, no client have ever asked me. If I have a BA or MA, nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah, because they can simply take a look in my portfolio and that's enough for them.
1: Yeah, they're looking for a special style and if you've got it, Absolute. then that's what they're looking for and not if you have a bachelor's degree.
2: Mm -hmm. Though I must mention that they're always really surprised when they hear that all of my education is only about photography. But... (laughs) It's not the main thing about them. Right now, do you also work as an assistant or you're only by yourself?
1: I am still assisting sometimes, but I'm also doing retouching for other photographers and for ed agencies. And I'm also photographing on my own. All of those three things are taking a lot of time. So this year, I really want to focus more on photographing. Last year, I had a lot of retouches to do, which was also great. But I just feel that photographing fulfills me a little more than doing only the retouch especially when I'm doing retouching for other people it doesn't satisfy me as much as when I'm doing retouching for my own pictures why I don't know I don't know <laughs> it's just if I'm working on my own pictures I see the whole result no and I also mm-hmm. did the photograph if I'm retouching for others I'm definitely paying as much attention to the other photos sure. as well but it's a good picture after that but I don't know I get uh, so many pictures where I think oh I would have done that in another way or I would have just maybe would have changed the lighting a little bit I don't know. I always find some things to pick on them. Retouching is more of a job for me and Mm -hmm. photography is more of my passion.
2: That was so nice. (laughs) Do you spend the same time retouching your photographs as much as you do for the other people?
1: It depends on what photographs they are because you have to pay so much more attention to beauty photos than to photographs that are maybe taken outside and it's an editorial and it's photographed at ISO 800 or ISO 2000 who knows but I think I take more time when it's a retouching job then on my own pictures, it depends. I've also had beauty images from myself where I set like six hours on a picture, mm-hmm. which is really a lot of time for me. And I've also had pictures on my own editorials where I set 10 minutes. It really depends so much. Mm-hmm. If it's a street editorial and I photographed it with 1000 ISO and it's a full length picture and the model has good skin. And if everything looks good, I mean, what, what have you got to do there? I don't want to retouch it to death
2: you do those three stuff but what do you think it's stopping you from becoming only only photographer what's the hardest part for you because you're very young and there are many people at your age or similar to your situation what do you mm-hmm. think is the thing that is stopping you that's a very good question <laughs> thank you i'm very good at questions <laughs> yeah i know that from the other podcast <laughs> Oh my God, you were listening to the podcast before you've been our guest? Oh yeah, I know. Oh, that's have. so
1: cool. I've also thought about this a lot. And I think what was stopping me the last year was that I was just getting really started from still being at a studio and being committed to something to getting completely on my own. And uh, there was still this step of financial insecurity, because if you're only getting into one thing, which would be in my case, photographing only... I just thought that assisting is some kind of stable income. Mm -hmm. where you can rely on, I mean, you get your fixed dates and you go there and you do your job and you get the money afterwards. And retouching is all paid very well in Munich. It is, that's no secret. And you can also earn a lot of money with that. It's not quite the same with photography because there are so many people in Munich in the whole world that are doing fashion photography, especially. So it's a little hard to get into that. And I still feel really new to Munich because I'm original from Austria and I don't think that I have the best connections there yet and that's what keeps me a little back being afraid of not getting a job because I don't have the right connections. I think maybe this was it but this year I really want to focus more on also on relationships and getting more into photography.
2: Yeah talking about relationships communicating with your client is a very essential step in this process. Mm. What's your way to communicate with your clients? What do you do first especially when you don't know them?
1: If you You just get to know your client. I mean, they're humans as well. You just got to talk to them like a normal person.
2: Can you tell me what's your process from A to Z when you're approaching client, Do you do this via email or you're calling them? Can you just guide us through this process?
1: I think at first I would write an email and I would also put some pictures of my portfolio directly in the mail because if there's only a link to my website, nobody's going to click it they have to see some pictures right in the email I think and I would definitely call afterwards because it's always something different if you're just one of 2,000 emails that the client receives at that date but it's something different if you call them afterwards and say hey I just emailed you I would love to work with you could we meet at some point I think that would be a good thing to do it's even better if you can refer to something maybe where you met the client before maybe it was a shooting you could also refer to you know I've met you at the shoot of the photograph for his name, or maybe you met the client on an event. You could also mention the event where you met them and you know, do you remember we talked about stuff like that? I think this is always a good process than approaching client cold, but it's also a way to do. I also did that in, in Vienna. I just called some magazines and also wrote an email and said I'm in Vienna for that date and I would really like to meet them and it wasn't a problem at all, so... They were all really friendly. They met me and we had a good talk. So the best advice would be don't be
2: afraid yeah that's always the best advice. I love this advice
1: it is, and i'm I'm telling this myself every day as well, still, but that's really the key. You don't have to be afraid and you have to be bold, especially as a woman I think <laughs> yeah I'm sorry, but i in this point, I'm a real feminist because the photography industry is still such a male domain, and I've seen it a lot of times, and male photographers sometimes have it more easy than women do.
2: You mentioned that You remind this to yourself every day. What else do you do every day? What's your routine?
1: Oh, I was afraid of that question.
2: don't have a routine oh come on guys you cannot have a routine i mean every day when you wake up do you brush your teeth <laughs> yeah of course do you check your email yes i do mm-hmm. well that's yeah. a routine come on okay
1: <laughs> yeah it always depends of course on the time, time that i sure. got but if i'm if i'm doing office at home i normally do not stand up before 8 a.m Mm-hmm. I'm just not a morning person. Okay. <laughs> that's just it. I also like to have a nice breakfast in the morning. What does your breakfast include? It depends. If I'm motivated, I'm making myself a fruit yogurt, a fresh one. Mm-hmm. But that's if I'm really motivated. If I'm not motivated, I'm having something like bread with my Nutella.
2: Oh, so you're into sweets. Yeah,
1: I am. I am. But I'm not eating, eating Nutella anymore. Oh, why? So great, I can mention that because it's got palm oil in it. (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's so bad for the environment. And I finally skipped it. I think after 22 years, I skipped Nutella, and that was really a big step for me.
2: Oh my God. So you're kind of into the environment and saving it. Yeah what else do you do to save it?
1: I try to avoid plastic bags as far as I can. Yeah me too. I do have those uh, textile ones at home but I have to say that I forget them really often at home so mm-hmm. I'm stuffing those ones as well instead of the plastic ones but that's a step. I'm also trying not to have any products in the bathroom without palm oil but that's so hard to do because you need to check every etiquette and yeah. takes a lot of time
2: ever thought of a project connected to this? For example, our guest in episode 95, Benjamin von Wong, have so amazing projects about saving the environment, like, for example, the one with the plastic bottles he recently did. I suppose you've seen it, but have you ever thought of a project like this? No,
1: actually not. Good that you pointed it out. I maybe have to rethink about that.
2: Yeah, you should. You're welcome with this idea. Good <laughs> think. <laughs> I interrupted you when you were talking about your daily routine and I know you don't like this question, but I'm going back to it. Do you stick only to the morning breakfast or you also eat something during the day? Is it the same when you're on a photo shoot, by the way?
1: If it's a photo shoot of my own, I'm always trying to bring some breakfast also for the team. I've seen it first in Munich. Back in Austria, at the photo shoots, we didn't have breakfast at all and there was always only pizza at the photo shoot if there was any lunch at all and when I moved to Munich I was so surprised this was maybe also something special from the studio but there was always this huge breakfast buffet and in my first month I think I always ate half of the buffet because <laughs> so, everything was so tasty and that's something that I took a little over because I, I think it's always nice for the whole team to have some minutes together and just get to know each other and talk even if it's nothing special and it's just some bread rolls and some other stuff i really try to bring that photo shoots we normally also most of the time order something if there is a client involved you can also book some catering if that's in the budget but yeah most of the time you do order stuff if i'm at home however i cook for myself i'm trying to eat a little healthy (laughs)
2: <laughs> what's the way your portfolio looks like is it a book is it only online is it on paper
1: I do have a book oh, I love it, it <laughs> I have it now since I think almost one year it's a, a leather book where I have my pages inside it's um a three
2: mm-hmm. big that's pretty big
1: Yeah, and I like the size. I really do. (laughs) I think it's just so nice to have a printed portfolio. It's just something that you can give to your clients and they have something in their hand and it's a texture that they can swipe over. And it's just a feeling that you're also transporting with your portfolio. And I think in print, this just comes up very nicely. And it also makes another impression than if you only bring your iPad to the client and he swipes one page after the other i think they're just sticking to the pages longer as well i really got a lot of great response also only to the map but i hope that they also like the portfolio as well
2: a3 is a pretty big format is it heavy no i forgot it's not a3
1: it's um uh, something like 28 to 35 centimeters Mm -hmm. really heavy and that's why i didn't bring it over to australia now because it was (laughs) too heavy for my luggage but when i was in london i also took it with me. If I don't have to carry too much, that's a great thing to do. But I also do have a, a little printed book. It's just, I think, maybe 20 to 20. It's just a small leatherette book, but I can also take it with me and show it the clients. It wasn't very expensive, but it's also something you can give the client to have in the hand, which I think is also nice to carry around.
2: Oh, absolutely. It's always nice for the client to see something on paper. Do you think that this can bring you client, otherwise you wouldn't catch? Yes. yes. <laughs> that was so straight and so fast.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really thought about this map a long time because it, it's a, an expensive investment, but I really do think that you make another impression with it it's just so much more professional and if i was a client and somebody with an ipad came and would present me the portfolio and afterwards there's a photographer who's coming with a map and where i can switch through the the photos i would think that the second one is way more professional Mm -hmm. maybe that's just my impression
2: but i would think that way no, no, no. I also think the same way.
1: Yeah. And according to all the responses that I got for my portfolio and for the portfolio map especially, I really think that this was a good investment. And if you're really buying a good material map, it should be a good one. Clients also notice if it's a cheap one that you just bought somewhere out of plastic. Mm -hmm. But if it's a really good material, it will also last forever. I mean, it's not a map that you're going to have for two years and then you throw it away. If everything's all right and it's a timeless design, you can have it forever. Why not?
2: No, if it's a book and you cannot change the photos, even if it's going to last your entire life, it's pointless because your portfolio is constantly improving.
1: Oh, yes, but mine is a map. It's a map where you can change the photos and take them out, but it's a very nice binding. There are screws in it. Mm-hmm. Where you can lay in the pictures and it's hidden by a bar. So you don't know there are screws inside, and you can always switch the photos. You can really keep this map forever. This sounds perfect. I also thought about making a book every time. I don't know if it's the same with you, but I don't like my photos after I think maybe three to five months anymore. Mm-hmm. It would be totally senseless if I would only make those books because I would always show them to a client, and there is this one picture that I don't like anymore. I don't want to show the map.
2: Even if you do like them, it's different when you show your latest work because you have your latest knowledge in it.
1: Yes, and you can also select it for the client. I mean, if there's a client who who wants to have some more commercial work, you can switch your portfolio and present them more commercial work. If the client wants to see commercial stuff and you only have your editorial stuff in there at the first 20 pages, the client can't do anything with it. He doesn't want to see the pictures because that's not what he's looking for.
2: Where did you order this from? <laughs> it's called Heiner Hauk. They are
1: a small company in Germany, but they are specialized on portfolios, also for photographers and uh, graphic designers and architects. And they're really doing
2: great stuff. I can send you. I can send you the link. Yeah, so I can link it afterwards. Thank you. Mm-hmm and do you have your own printer for this for the new images no
1: i don't have i wish i would but that's just not in my budget right now i'm printing the pictures as I, my map is not normal size map for a3 yeah. i also have to have the pictures cut and prepared for the portfolio which is kind of a work and also is a little expensive but it's all right it's not over budget at all i always have To think a little when when is the right time to print all my new stuff. I'm not printing three new pictures and make them ready for the map. But I'm waiting like maybe three or four months, and then I've got some editorials ready to prepare them. Yeah.
2: And what about yeah. the the small one that you have? Is it like a book?
1: Yeah, the small one is a book, but it was only, I think, 20 euros, maybe. It was just um, something to try. And it's nice to have and to take with me, but it's not something forever.
2: Is it just one? Do you leave it to the client or you're just showing it and then going back home
1: with it? Uh, no, that's one I'm keeping. So I'm taking it to the client. If I can't bring the big one, and mm-hmm. I'm taking it with me again.
2: It's a very good solution.
1: Yeah, I've also thought about those. Um, I've seen those little booklets, like those CD booklets. Mm-hmm. I think they're 12 to 12 centimeters and I really love them but I couldn't get myself printing them because you also have to buy like I don't know 200 of them and what am I going to do with them (laughs) I mean I think it's nice to to give it to a client or something but
2: they're going to throw it away eventually
1: yeah maybe not on the same day and maybe not in the same week but I think after two or three months they don't really remember or some intern gets (laughs) to the desktop and cleans it up I don't know in this case it's better to have a good contact to the client and give them your or business card and keep in touch with them.
2: And what about your business card? Do you have a photograph on your business cards? Because some people do. Yeah, I do have.
1: At first, I really didn't want to because same reason for the photo books. I think at some point you don't like the picture anymore, and if you get to throw away three thousand business cards, that would be a bad thing to do. But this time, I tried out some new business cards where you can choose multiple pictures. Cool. You don't only have one business card, but you can have as I think the maximum is 50 different pictures um, but I chose eight that's enough so I have lots of business cards with different photos on it and I can choose which card to give to which client and that's a nice thing to do and I only ordered I think maybe 100 or 200 so I'm not getting too used to the pictures on the cards and I can switch it after Mm -hmm. I was really suspicious if I'm a fan of having a picture on it, but I've had some before that were really decent and laid back. And I felt like those ones are popping out more because you're always looking at a picture. And as a human being, you're always looking for eyes. And if eyes are looking at you from the card, you're more attracted to it automatically, if it's a good picture.
2: And what about the quality of your business cards?
1: I like it really much. They have this soft touch feeling to
2: it. Oh, so it's a nice paper.
1: It is.
2: (laughs) I really like a good haptic. Yeah, I think all those little stuff that you do, the fact that you're really relying on quality, also shows to your client that you're going to take care of the quality of their products, which is always very important. Plus, I think it's really good thing that you do that because it's sort of a statement that you're giving money for this and that quality is important for you. So you provide the work that that you have to provide on a certain price, which is very good, I think.
1: Yeah, and that you're also taking their job seriously and that you're giving a good quality by yourself.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure that this way you're preventing some additional talks and when a client see your portfolio that it's well done and it's good quality and when they touch your business card, they know that this is gonna cost them something. And if they're not the client who can provide the money for you, they'll know that they'll have to work with you in future when they have these sort the money cuz you're showing to them that you're a quality photographer.
1: Yeah, sure. You're always going to have talks about money and budget and stuff. <laughs> sure. I wish you I wish I wouldn't but um, yeah sure but it's of course a statement and I think they'll also maybe accept more if you say no that's just not gonna work or those are just costs that are necessary to keep up a certain kind of quality
2: I'm glad you know these words because many new photographers are, are ready to take every job just because it's a job and that can pay some bills and that's a good thing but it's never gonna bring you to another level you're never gonna take the money you want if you're simply taking the job just because it's a job and
1: it's also very hard to raise the budget afterwards Absolutely. with the same client yeah you just have to be aware that you're not ruining your own prices with that it's okay if there are maybe startup clients that you have and you know they don't have the biggest budgets or maybe you're sometimes doing work for other makeup artists for their pages and and stuff like that you can of course charge less than for a bigger client that's not also no problem but if you're taking anything that they give you and after three shootings you're coming and say oh actually it costs um double the price or if you want to have maybe a a price three times as high this just won't work and if this client then recommends you to another friend or or maybe another business partner of them and they're coming to you and say hey we heard you're gonna do this and this for that price and you say no of course not this is something completely different and i want to have maybe my daily budget is 1800 euros that's what I want to have for the whole day and they say well wait we thought it was only 800 what happened you have to just keep that in mind
2: yeah, we must have boundaries as a photographers and yeah. be very precise. Who are we working with? And like you said, yes, if it's a startup, that's one thing, but if it's a big company, that's a totally different thing. In the end of the day, if we are okay with the idea to work for five different clients a day for a very small amount of money, or we want to work for three clients a month, but to make something significant and to earn some good money, we just have to make the choice. But like you said it's very very hard to move from the chief photographer to being a well-paid, very well-known photographer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is, and it's not easy, and it's not fun all the time. And I'm still also in that process. I mean, it's not like I'm living in a big house (laughs) and throwing around with money. But yeah, it's just a process, and and I think you just always have to stay true to yourself. If your heart says that the job you're making or, or the job that's going to come up is just really crappy, and it's just so under your budget you shouldn't do it you shouldn't be afraid to say no to some kind of jobs
2: many people are talking about passion when they talk about photography but i think you said it the right way you have to follow your heart christina thank you so much for this conversation it
0: was nice talking to you (laughs) (laughs) i really enjoyed it as well it was really great now you know how to choose the right business card and what exactly to do with your portfolio. If you have any questions, let us know in our Facebook group called the Fashion Photography Podcast. And until then, you can find all of the links and the people that we mentioned and truthfashionmagazine.com and neverlandmag.com, where you can find also all of our previous podcasts. Thank you so much for being with me today and I'll see you on Friday.